1: cyberbit is offering cyberwire listeners a free live fire exercise sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire
2: the emissary trojan evolves apparently in response to being tracked by threat intelligence shops An active campaign is hitting WordPress sites with a nuclear exploit kit. Komodo is working on a patch for Chromodo. A former Norse insider disputes negative accounts of the company's business. Analysts offer their sense of the trends in cyber conflict, with particular attention to the U.S., Russia, and China. Google makes tentative moves against online radicalization. And we look at the state of card skimmers and malware-serving email invoices. This is John Petrick, the Cyberwire's editor in Baltimore, filling in for Dave Bittner with your Cyberwire Daily Podcast for Thursday, February 4th, 2016. Palo Alto Networks has been keeping an eye on Operation Lotus Blossom, an attack campaign using the Emissary Trojan. Since publishing a report on Lotus Blossom late last year, Palo Alto has noticed that Emissary is morphing, apparently in an attempt to avoid detection and analysis, and it's doing so at a faster clip than before used almost entirely against targets in Taiwan and Hong Kong. The evolution of this remote-access Trojan suggests strongly that the authors of sophisticated malware are tracking threat intelligence, the better to evade defenses. A large and active campaign to install the nuclear exploit kit's backdoor.andromeda payload is afflicting WordPress sites this week. Sakuri detected the uptick in infections. Apparently, the attack code redirects traffic initially to domains that seem to host ads, then, after this initial misdirection, onto the nuclear kit itself. Backdoor.Andromeda, known since 2014, has been used to steal data or to execute code on victim machines. WordPress issued a security update earlier this week, and while it's not yet clear the patch would fend off the Neutrino campaign, users would be wise to apply the update in any case. In other patching news... Komodo says it's working on a fix for problems recently disclosed in its Cromodo browser, and an update is expected from them next week. In industry news, Skybox Security and eSentire both raise significant amounts of new funding. Cisco is buying the IoT shop Jasper Technologies for reported $1.4 billion. Apple hires, or at least acquires, it's not entirely clear which. The LegbaCore researchers have found the OS X Thunderstrike vulnerability last year and we continue to follow the fate of Norse Corporation. His recently departed CEO Sam Glines has a long letter out, published in CSO's Salted Hash blog, in which he defends Norse's integrity and challenges much of the speculation that surrounded the company and its products this week. Threat trend watchers will doubtless read with interest CrowdStrike's global threat report just released. The report sees an increase in nation-state cyber conflict more criminal resort to extortion in its various forms, and an increase in hacktivism matched by greater censorship and response, this last trend, CrowdStrike suggests, will be most pronounced in the Middle East. National intelligence budgets and strategy documents are also out for the U.S., Russia, and China. The U.S. Department of Defense has asked for some $7 billion to support cyber capabilities in 2017. Russia, which correctly sees itself as not exactly an American cyber good graces, responds with plans to spend the equivalent of 250 million on cyber offense alone. Moscow also takes time to point out to the world that it has some of the best hackers going. And scrutiny of China's five-year plans suggests to analysts that agriculture and alternative energy will be the two economic sectors of particular interest to the PLA over the next few years. The big issue for many security and diplomatic services, of course, is what to do about ISIS messaging. That ISIS messaging continues to inspire recruits, is evident in arrest from Kansas to Dortmund, but what to do about that inspiration in terms of information operation remains very much up in the air. Saudi Arabia is standing up an effort to monitor radicalization in social media. Israel offers intelligence cooperation with other nations who are seriously interested in opposing ISIS. And the U.S. Secretary of State makes a controversial foray into lay theology, denouncing the caliphate's adherence as a bunch of apostates. From Silicon Valley, however, we see some stirrings of contributions from the private sector. Google is said to be planning to display anti-radicalization and counter-terrorism messages, along with search results whose terms suggest that the searcher might have an interest in joining ISIS. Privacy Shield is replacing the former U.S.-EU safe harbor agreement, but the EU says businesses should realize that full details won't be worked out until April. Black energy continues to prompt concerns about the security of utilities, and we hear from a policy expert on what's involved in securing critical infrastructure.
1: I'm joined by Marcus Roshecker. He's a cybersecurity program manager at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Uh, They're one of our uh, academic and research partners. We've had a lot of stories on the CyberWire lately about the cyber threat to critical infrastructure, particularly with the the recent attack on the power systems in Ukraine. In your view, how serious a threat is this?
0: Certainly, a very serious issue. Um, the The events in Ukraine are significant because it marked the first time that a cyber attack was successful in in uh, shutting down power on a power grid. Uh, Here in the United States, uh, we're obviously also very concerned about a successful uh, cyber attack against critical infrastructure. But the good news is that, according to experts in the field, it seems that the likelihood of a successful uh, cyber attack against their critical infrastructure sector, especially the power grid, is low in this country. Um, But that doesn't mean that we don't have to be concerned. Obviously, the uh, consequences of a successful attack would be severe, uh, both in terms of uh, national security impacts, uh, economic impacts, but also basic public safety and health impacts. Uh, All of these issues are so important uh, and so uh, critical to deal with that uh, we can't uh, take our eye off the ball here.
1: So both here in the United States and globally, what makes critical infrastructure an attractive target for attackers?
0: I think critical infrastructure is an attractive target to hackers simply because of the consequences that could result from a successful attack. There are national security implications, there are severe economic implications, and there are basic public safety and health implications should a cyber attack on the critical infrastructure be successful.
1: Marcus Roschecker from the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security, thanks for joining us.
2: To return to cybercrime, you've heard, of course, of card skimmers, Those devices attach for the most part to self-service point-of-sale terminals like gas pumps or supermarket express checkout lines. Criminals use the skimmers to harvest payment card information. You may have wondered what they look like, and you may have imagined that they'd be easy to recognize. Well, as to what they look like, Krebs on Security has a photo up that shows a skimmer removed from, Krebs says, a Safeway store in Maryland. It's pretty plausible looking to our eyes. And as far as gas station pump skimmers are concerned, they're even more insidious. Harder to detect because they're usually mounted internally to the pump. So how do the crooks get into the pump, you may ask? With a gas pump universal key. These are readily available online, they don't cost much, and they're easy to purchase legitimately. If you run a gas station, a smart deputy sheriff gave us this advice about an easy way to protect your customers. Use a padlock on your pumps. Finally, in what's surely in the running for the title of least convincing malware-bearing spam ever. Someone sending marks in the UK an invoice bearing the Drydex banking trojan. So far, so familiar. But the invoice itself—it's a bill for hiring a toilet. Okay. Well, this isn't perhaps as obviously off the mark as other questions or come-ons we've heard, like, "Are you sure you didn't get married?" Or, uh, "Really, are you certain you've never visited Antarctica?" Or even, "The Prince of Poitiers has been moved by the spirits to leave his considerable fortune to you if you act now." we do think you'd be likely to remember if you'd rented a toilet. So don't please open this sort of thing, even out of curiosity. Happy emailing and stay safe.
1: Our lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program with the largest network of trust centers...